Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Way We See It podcast. I'm, I'm Tati. I'm Ariana. And welcome back to our podcast, everybody. <laughs> yep. Welcome back to episode 14. Yes, 14. And you know what's crazy? I'm about to expose Ariana. <laughs> But, um, yeah like because we were doing the the document that we do for our episode ariana thought it was episode 13 and she was messing with my head i was like wait did we not do episode 13 yet and that's how we know like we have a lot on our plate it is getting to us in the head because we got school then we have to do the doc every week and then just life yeah <laughs> yeah that's more episodes what happened? Six more episodes. Yeah, six more episodes, and then season one will be completed. Yes, yes. You guys a chance to catch up on the episodes and give us time for, like, take a break mentally and physically and yes. come back bigger and better for season two. Facts. We're definitely going to be something else for season two. I feel it. Especially yes. our mentalities. It's going to be... Ugh. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready too. <laughs> but um, if you haven't already, make sure you check out our socials on Instagram and Twitter at the way we see it with a C and everything where we post um, current events from the week, um, important days on um, like national holidays and um, just posting clips from our episodes. So yeah. yeah. And we're almost at 100 followers. We'll be, we'll be like making a post when we reach. So if you're not following and you're listening, make sure you follow so you can help us reach to 100. Yes, and share. If you like us and feel like someone else would like us because you, you know us by now and everything. We're kind of funny, you know. We're a vibe. So just put this on, you know. Be like, yo, like, listen to this episode. Like, you could even put them on to our episode of us just talking about getting to know us and yeah. stuff let them enjoy it so they can you know tune in for the other free episodes too if that's what they like so yeah share like and um give us your feedback after every every episode also yeah <sighs> so this week's topic that we're going to be discussing is about Pac and bipoc and yeah what does Pac mean ariana so PAC means, it stands for um, people of color, basically, and you definitely have um, heard this term before, and people use the word, term PAC as like an acronym for the word, for the people of color. Mm-hmm. And then what does BIPOC mean? Um, it's an acronym which stands for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. The purpose of adding the BI into the acronym was to show that there's Black Native Americans and indigenous and people of color in the US. So this basically ensures that all skin shades are being represented. Yep. So we're gonna get into detail about um, BIPOC in a second, but why did you think it was important to talk about this? I think like language, to me language is like very important and like um, knowing like where it comes from, what does it mm -hmm. mean and like, like sometimes do you think back like I don't like before we even had trouble like finding like where do these words come from and there's people have so, so many different meanings yeah don't like this word some people like these words and I, I think it is important because um you know people are referring to us to using these terms yeah yeah 
Yeah, I wanted to talk about it because when me and Ariana were discussing for the week, um, like what we were going to discuss, she mentioned this, like Pac versus BIPOC. And I was like, what the heck is BIPOC? Bisexual people of color? And she was like, no, it's Black Indigenous people of color. And I was just like, oh, I was like, I didn't even, I've never even heard of the term BIPOC before. So I was like, you know, this is a good thing for me to learn about and, you know, create more awareness through the podcast so that's why we wanted to really discuss it especially after doing research I feel like it is really important to like you know know the difference and um see how important it is to you know use the term BIPOC also now so what is BIPOC in you know detail so Basically, you know, BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, people of color, like we just said, um, Black people are considered to be people of African or Caribbean descent. Not every Black individual is African-American. Some may be Jamaican, um, Kenyan, and then Dominican, or et cetera. And I wanted to say that part, actually, because, um, you know, growing up, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, they're African-American, um, just because they're black and they were scared to say that they were black for some reason. Mm. So I'm like, you can't call every black person African-American when they're not, you know? Mm. Like, you know, some people are African-American because they're from Africa, but then some of the people are just black because they come from the Caribbean or something else, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. So I That's feel- a whole different conversation of like, people maybe not wanting, acknowledging their blackness or they, yeah. they only want to acknowledge their blackness in certain spaces. Yeah, for real. Well, I think we should really do an episode on that too, actually. Yeah. But following this, then indigenous is a broad term encompassing all tribes of the original residents of the continent, North America. Um, more specific terms might include Af I don't know, American Indians or Native Americans, First Nations, Native Alaskans or Alaska, Alaska Natives. So when I was reading about this and everything, yeah, we see it as Native Americans, basically, and stuff, um, people that come from the first tribes, the people that were here in America first, before Christopher Columbus came, and all that. Okay, but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> U.S., but okay. What do you say? You didn't come to the U.S. Yeah, but you know what I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. what the schools tell us. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, Basically, like when I was reading this, when people say indig indigenous, it's important to like if someone's from a Native American tribe and stuff, they don't label them. They don't consider themselves just a Native American. They say their tribe name like, oh, I'm from this whatever tribe, you know. So I think that's also something important to consider. And then people of color is a broad term, but expands towards Indians, East Asia, Mexico, Hawaiians, and other Pacific Islanders in the Philippines. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, we're going to discuss um, where did the term biopic come from? So the term first um, spiked in May 2020 of this year after the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. And that's when I started to see the term and people using it in... Um, on, on social media platforms and like I went to like a online webinar about COVID and mental health and they use the term biopoc there so that's um, when I started using seeing the term 
um, people began using this term to acknowledge that not all people of color face equal levels of injustice. They say BIOPAC is a significant in recognizing that Black and Indigenous people are severely impacted by systemic racial injustices as well. Yeah. So basically from this, like, why is it needed? BIPOC goes into more detail than just people of color, meaning like people of color face um, varying types of discrimination and prejudice. Systematic racism continues to oppress, invalidate, and deeply affect the lives of Black and Indigenous people in ways other people of color may not necessarily experience. Um, Black and Indigenous individuals and communities still bear the impact of slavery and genocide. Um, so in other words, it just helps show that not all people of color go through the same experiences, especially when it comes to the violence and discrimination many Black and Indigenous people face. So yeah, when I had read into detail, you know, about BIPOC like this, I was like, I was like, that is true. Because like, I'll get into it more later on with like my thoughts about POC, but when I thought about people of color, I was thinking about, you know, all shades and colors, like Black people, Indian people, Hispanics, everything. But then, like... Asians as well. Huh? Asian, I, I thought Asians were included. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, like, white is just white, and then I just, like, and they got into it also, like, why do we all have to be in one group? So that's why I kind of liked it, seeing that they you know made a separation because it is true like things that I would personally go through you may not go through mm -hmm. because at the end of the day we do have different skin tones and that may we may be perceived differently in other people's eyes mm -hmm. so that is something that stuck out to me yeah so what is the difference between BIPOC and people of color so obviously when it comes to the basic difference between BIPOC and POC is that POC is people of color um, it just stands for that. And then BIPOC is, like we said, Black, Indigenous, and people of color. So people of color is seen as offensive to many people sometimes because it belittles Black and Indigenous people's experiences. It can also be seen as saying many people of color today have um, seen through statistics that they don't make as much um, money as white people. Yeah. So what this can also be seen as like saying is that um, when you see people of color today not making as much money as white people, like, what do you mean? Like, people of color, like, what specific group? And that's the issue with um, people just saying POC now, because, um, like, why is a whole bunch of different people being categorized as one group and stuff? Meanwhile, white is just white, and then you have people of color. Like, no, because um, I feel like to be more specific especially when you're saying things like this like statistics and things you need to be specific with saying oh black people don't make as much money as white people uh, now in 2019 or hispanics or asians or you know other groups yeah. of people yeah and like when i thinking about the term pac like i a question that i ask myself can people of color apply to white passing individuals because you know people that are white passing and don't experience the same yeah. the same like experience that people with a actual like people of color like actually like have a darker skin skin tone yeah so it's just interesting like i wonder if people like would apply people of color yeah for real people who are white passing um to this term yeah. So that, I don't know, that's something to think about. I, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, for me too, because like, especially in my sociology class that I'm always going to continue talking about and everything, it's just like, 
what's it called we say in the he gave us an assignment like a week ago or two like saying like has there ever been a moment where you woke up and you looked in the mirror and you thought about your co- your color because like we had to read this thing about a white woman how she wakes up in the morning she goes and when she was discussing with other moms or something um she was like yeah we're all the same because we're women but then the mom one of the other moms, a black mom, was like, yeah, but do you, what, when you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror, what do you see? She's like, I see a woman, and then, you know, she's like, you know, we have our struggles as women, she was like, yeah, agreed, but I wake up in the mirror, and I see that I'm black, and how me being a black woman in today's society is dangerous, mm-hmm. and stuff, so that kind of stuck out to me, because I'm like, I, I remember when I was younger, I, I would just wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, okay, like, an hour and about but now when I wake up in the mirror in the mirror I do see myself as a Hispanic woman in today's society and um I am one of the few people that are considered to be white like not not everybody that sees me right away would think that I'm Hispanic and I've had multiple people ask me oh well like what are you white and I'm like no I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican and they're like Dominican oh Puerto Rican I'm like yeah and they're like oh makes sense now that I actually look at you close and I'm like Mm -hmm. I guess you know so it's like one of those things and especially um with the census and everything I was helping my friend like because they worked for the census Mm -hmm. and I was helping them do a practice thing of how they would go to each person's door um when asking oh like what race are you and there Mm -hmm. was white black and um pacific islander and obviously i'm not pacific islander i'm not from hawaii i'm not from those native tribes and um like i'm like okay like i know that i'm considered black and stuff but like let's see if i like say white so i said white because you know my skin tone is white Mm -hmm. and um she puts it in and she was like okay so because you're white are you from any of these um countries like these places and none of them said Puerto Rico, Dominican mm-hmm. Republic, nothing. It was once she clicked black that those pulled up, like Hispanic, um, you know, mm-hmm. said, so. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting because it's like, the word is just more than just a color. It definitely has um, meaning. Yeah. It's, this, it's not just like the color. Like, you know, people coming up to you saying that they're surprised that you're Dominican, Puerto Rican, that's, you know, they're, they're thinking of stereotypes that oh these people from these countries and and then from the Caribbean can can be a certain skin color. We all we come in all different shapes. Yeah, we all come in all shapes and yeah. sizes, like shapes, colors, hair. Mm-hmm. I saw this meme the other day that was like, oh no one, and then it said Puerto Ricans, and it like had every emoji that looked completely different from the other: mm-hmm. black, ginger, white as heck. You know, like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I was just like, facts though, like. You know, not everybody looks the same. Like, literally, I look at me versus other Dominicans I see in the street. I'm like, you would not think I'm Dominican mm-hmm. whatsoever. Maybe if you saw me next to my dad or something, then maybe you would see it. But mm-hmm. me next to my mom, you would think I'm a total white girl. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother, he's much fairer than me. He was born with, like, ocean blue eyes. I know. <laughs> now they, they're green now. I'm not sure how that happened, but... They're so prominent in his eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of people look at their, like, I know, like, from hearing people talk about it, they're like, oh my god, like, how do your eyes look so, like, Mm -hmm. blue like that, or green, like, are you mixed or something? But your brother, he's not mixed. No, no. My parents have dark brown eyes, like me. 
he he came a little little different. Yeah, he came from someone in your family's history, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, I know like our great great grandfather had blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And um, going back to the term um, "people of color," another thought that I had um, thinking about this term is that you know, using this term when talking about issues about like mass incarceration and police violence can be somewhat offensive, like saying like people of color experience mass incarceration at higher rates, you know, and that can be expensive because these things don't disappointingly happen to all people of color. Um, You know, these things happen at higher rates for black individuals. So that's something like to that I thought about, something that you guys can think about. And then like when it comes to the term like biopic, um, it can be seen as more inclusive because like yes, it does include more people um, into like the conversation. And it's also seen as like first person language. So like first person language is basically like saying like, instead of saying, oh, that person's homeless, you're saying, instead of saying homeless, you say person is homeless. Yeah. Saying like, um, he has a disability. Person with this disability, like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so using like terms like this, like BIPOC, like takes it away from using like terms like minorities and marginalized. Like those kind of terms kind of make it seem like it's our fault that we're in that category. Yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely agree, especially because, you know, like I just said it before, like we, we all don't go through the, the same things and mm-hmm. um, like at the end of the day, we all have our own struggles, obviously, like this is, we all have different lives, but it is important to know, like you can um, mix certain groups of people together and categorize them as one term mm-hmm. when we literally go through different things, like you don't see black people going through um actually no let me not say that (laughs) um but like you see like mexicans they have to deal with um immigration Mm -hmm. black people have to deal with um police brutality um what's called asians have to deal with the terms of saying that they made the coronavirus like things Mm -hmm. like that you know indians and muslims that they're terrorists those kind Mm -hmm. of things so they have everybody has their own specific dangers and it's important to not categorize them in the same group especially when you're talking about these important things that have to do with people's lives yeah so now that the term BIPOC is a thing what about POC so since BIPOC has gotten more awareness a lot of people have been arguing about the acronym in other words everyone knows what it means to be white so why is everything um outside of white like in one group which is what we've been saying this whole time why is it considered to be a group why do we feel the need to categorize ourselves as a minority um or just as Pac? Mm-hmm. so um yeah. yeah so i think it's important to use the term Pac um by because i think um it focuses on other groups like blacks and native americans and, you know like obviously the other peoples of color like um indians asians pacific islanders all those people because not everyone experiences the same struggles which i just said and i think it's important to just identify because like i said we aren't the same mm-hmm. you know i like i like the term bipac but like i kind of have like two different like sides like i like it like because it is more inclusive and it brings 
Native Americans and Indigenous people into the conversation, and usually these groups get left behind. Yeah. Which results in their voices not being heard. Um, but at the same time, it also, it kind of like lumps us all together and like make it seem like we all go through the same thing. Like, yeah, we all struggle. Like, we all like, you know, are minorities. I don't want to use that term, but I'm going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> we're all minorities. And like, because we're minorities and we don't have the same power as white people, um, we're all going to go through shit. Like, that's just, yeah. that's just the way it is, unfortunately. But we all go to different stuff. And, um... And yeah. Yeah, I agree because um I had people that you know, like what you just said, like it um does bring to light a lot of the things that Native Americans and indigenous people are also in the picture. Because not gonna lie, like when I'm hearing things about Black Lives Matter and the Mexicans and um like Asians, like it just I don't automatically think about Native Americans, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Throughout the whole Black Lives Matter um thing, I've only thought about Native Americans one time, and it was when Trump was coming through a Native land and stuff for his um for his um campaign, I believe it was, or for the Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. um fireworks or something, something like that. And there was a whole Native tribe and just a bunch of Native Americans and um. They were all protesting in the area with other groups of people, obviously, but it was mainly them because, you know, of the history behind Mount Rushmore, I believe, or just because Trump doesn't support them. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly, but that was the first time, like, I mm-hmm. really thought about them recently. Like, when I heard about Native Americans recently is how, I forgot which football team, because I don't watch football, but it was, a football team had, like, an offensive um mascot team, team name was it mascot or team name that like kind of like stereotype native americans t- talking about redskins I it was a mascot it was a mascot something with the team that they were stereotyping native americans and they changed either the name or the mascot something about redskins it probably was both because whatever the name is it has to do with the mascot so yeah yeah, yeah some people like stereotype the native americans so yeah but those are the struggles that these native americans face yeah. too with you know trying to keep their land that have been passed you know they've had since the beginning and stuff and then what's called things like that that are offensive to them and their history mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. now a question like i don't know if i'll use the term bipoc in the future or i i've have you i haven't used it yet i don't know if i use it I don't know. I feel like I'd rather say like the term like the person that I'm talking about. I feel like if I'm talking about people like people of color or BIPOC, like in oh, general. Yeah, yeah. But it comes when it comes to like certain issues or I wanna be more specific, I wanna use the actual um ethnicity or race, um like saying Latinx, saying the actual tribe of the Native Americans, saying Asian, saying black, etc. Yeah, for sure. Because um, that's what I was meaning to say before when I was saying, like, my thoughts about BIPOC and stuff. Like, yeah, I like that they include the Black Indigenous to it, so it's not just people of color. So, you know, it's creating more awareness. But I also have my, like, I wouldn't really use it in the future when I'm having a conversation with a person. Like, oh, yeah, because you're BIPOC. Like, no. Yeah, I'm gonna be, like, because you're Black or because you're a Native American. Like, because you're from India, because you're from Asia, because you're from Hawaii. Like, one of those places. I'm going to say from where you're from, like, specific. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be in a group, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let, it, let us 
know what you guys think about these terms. Yeah, for real. Have you used these terms before? Um, how would you plan on using these terms in the future? Is this your first time hearing about it also? Yeah. Because this was the first time for me. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised I never really saw BIPOC anywhere. I've always just seen POC. Yeah, I, I've seen it, like, a couple... I, have, I haven't seen it, like, too much, but I've seen it, like, a couple times. Yeah. And and now, like, you know, um, people are... It's been used more, like we said before, like, when the Black Lives Matter movement kind of took an uprise in May. Yeah. Um, I don't know where the word came from. Like, I don't know if a Black person made the word. I don't know if a white person made the word. Yeah, we saw a lot of different things. Like, <laughs> even for a website, we don't even know if those two people are the actual... Yeah. People. And we, Tati, within the research, you did see like there's an organization called BIPOC. Yeah. Yeah. But they have a whole different thing. So, like, yeah. It, like, it's, I, do, I didn't really understand stand it. Like, I was just mm -hmm. like, okay, like, it's the BIPOC organization.org, I believe it was, or dot com, one of those two. And like, their mission was just to show that you know, the struggles between Black, Indigenous, and people of color, and, like, what their struggles are, mm -hmm. and stuff, and just to spread awareness of the term, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I see. It was very small, though. They didn't really have a lot of information on it. Mm, I wonder, like, when did they start? Like, did they started this year? Yeah, for real. So, that concludes um, our episode 14, our main topic of POC versus BIOPOC. Yes, yes. So now we're going to get into the current events for the week. Yes, so the first current event, we got some good news for these current Yeah, events. I like the news from this week. Yeah. I was feeling the vibes. So um, Juneteenth becomes an official holiday in New York. So like I have a group chat with like um, the people organized a protest around where I live. Mm -hmm. He texted the group chat this morning, like, Juneteenth became a fesh official holiday, and I woke up to that text, and I felt it was a nice text to wake up to, the best news <laughs> to, to wake up to. So on October 14th, um, Governor Cuomo signed a legislation making Juneteenth an official holiday in the state of New York. Yeah. This means that starting next year, all, state, all New York State employees will get the day off. Um, really yeah in 2021 so if you work for the state you got the day off we out to the cookouts the barbecues <laughs> the all that parties yeah the block parties like that's so nice yeah. like i love new york only new york like i know like the other 49 states gotta mm -hmm. catch up and like i know juneteenth was on a friday this year so i think juneteenth is on a saturday next year so it's going to be a lit weekend. <laughs> yeah, but whoever has overtime that day can't go to work then. It's a holiday, period. Yeah. That literally means it's going to be on the calendar calendars now. Yeah, it's going to be on the calendars. Although, like, I did see, like, the my iPhone, like, you know how it has, like, a set calendar? Like, it's uh -huh. at Juneteenth. It said it? Yeah, this year it said it. Yeah, I was looking at, um, mm -hmm. for Monday, I had no classes. I didn't even know I had no classes. I woke up mad early for school had no school. I was like, what the heck? I didn't get the memo. And what's cool? I checked my calendar to see what holiday it was. It said Christopher Columbus Day. And then, um, what's it called? Um, and then it said Indigenous Day. I was like, wait. I was like, when did Indigenous Day become a holiday? I was like, I'm not questioning it, but like, I'm hype. I was like, as they should though. Mm -hmm. Because like, that was the first time I peeped it. And it was like, 
it was like um on my screen like two times that day. I was like, I didn't even know they made it a holiday. Yeah, so start making your plans. Anybody that works for the state in New York, start making your plans for next year. Hopefully, coronavirus is not is not uh, is not existing. <laughs> but yeah, for those that don't know, Juneteenth is an annual celebration of the anniversary of the ending of slavery on June 19 in the year of 1865 is the day federal troops arrived in Texas to ensure all enslaved people were freed. Yes, yes. Let's not forget that Independence Day was in the 1700s, I believe it was. And that was, yes, when we got our freedom from, you know, the from England and all that as a, a country. But it, unfortunately, it wasn't the day of freedom for people that were slaves. Yes. So, you know, Juneteenth is exactly what that was. It was the ending of um, slavery. And you know, it's crazy on Juneteenth, actually. I think that's the weekend we were going to yeah, Atlantic City. We went to Atlantic City on, for the, on Juneteenth, that June 19th. Yeah, I remember because I was in the car with, you know, two people on the way there. Mm-hmm. And they were like, so what's Juneteenth? And I was just like, let's check. And I was just like, I just know that it's a big celebration for um, Black people, you know. And I searched up. I was like, oh, it's the day that slavery ended. And I was like, whoop, whoop, potty. And, um, yeah. and the next great event is also that New York State also has banned the pink tax. So in New York, the pink tax ban went into effect on September 30th, 2020. The pink tax is a practice of charging different prices for similar consumer goods and services that are marked to different genders, which is basically gender-based discrimination by overpricing product um, market marketed for women. And according to a study done by the New York City Department of Consumer Affairs, products that are um, geared towards women and girls cost an average average of 7% more than, than similar products for men and boys. This ban prohibits businesses, business, oh my god, I can't freaking speak. This ban prohibits businesses from charging different prices similar based on gender. Banning the pink tax has been a key component of, of Governor Cuomo's 2020 women's agenda, which I really like. Yeah. I really like Cuomo and de Blasio. A lot of people don't like them in the city because, you know, they always make everybody go back to school. But when I was going to school in the city, they always had no school. They always had no school. And I was like, woo, I was sleeping. But I don't know. I really like them. They really, they were the cause for women, yeah. Black Lives Matter, everything. They got Juneteenth as a holiday and they banning pink tax, acknowledging the struggles that women make because we all know that women... I don't know the exact number, but women make less money than men, and then they get out here trying to make prices higher for like products geared towards us. Yeah, for real. like if you go to different stores, like for pads and things, like pads will be a different price in different places all the time. Yeah, and it's annoying. Although I think those um, what's it called? Um, sanitary napkins and tampons, tampons should be free, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, like, so I didn't choose this. <laughs> I didn't choose this menstrual cycle shit. <laughs> Okay, then the next current event, Ariana. <laughs> yeah, the last current event. Um, so early voters waited in line for many hours to cast in their votes for the 2020 election. So early voting, voting has started in Georgia for the 2020 presidential election on October 12th. And unfortunately, many only voters waited in line for many hours to cast their votes. Some waited up to five hours, while others waited up to 11 hours in line which is crazy like I, there's mm-hmm. there's videos of of you go on google 
you'll find videos of people standing in the line and people recording themselves like, I've been in the line for 11 hours, I'm finally next, which is beyond. And like, this is literally like, this is literally a prime example of voter suppression. Yeah. Like um, in the article, it said that something was wrong with the, with the booths. I don't know, the, where, they, where, they, where you put your um, ballot through that machine like <laughs> this is what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like if you have the chance to vote early vote early like not saying mm-hmm. the first day of voting early but you know do it throughout the week heading into november 3rd because if you wait till november 3rd along with six million other people mm-hmm. you're gonna be online all day yeah. so beware yeah. i just think it's crazy just imagine like 11 hours in a line like do they even eat or drink water, or use a bathroom? I don't, I don't know. Facts. Yeah, I was like, my meals. Yeah, like, I would I, don't, I don't even know. And it was crazy, like, these type of things, like, only happen, like, in areas where, like, a lot of Black people and, and people with low income because, yeah, um, you know, when my parents as always took me to, like, when on election day to, like, um, when they voted, and when I used to live in the city, like, I remember the lines being long, not 11 yeah, hours, long. but they were long. And then, like, when my parents took me here, there was literally no line where I live in a white predominantly neighborhood. So I definitely, like, have experienced the difference, you know. Um, and it sucks. It's like, you know, it may discourage people to vote. And then you're also standing in line for many hours surrounded by many people in the midst of a pandemic. It's just a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah, literally. I, I've never been to the polls before. I've never seen how they looked. But I know I like the last election, I was like, Mommy, go vote. And she's like, okay, okay, I'm going, I'm going. And like she wouldn't she didn't come back for a whole other hour. Mind you, the walk from where we were living at that time to the poll place was right there at the bottom of our building. So she was like, there was a long line, mommy. And I was like, yo. And then my dad pulled up to the crib at like seven o'clock. And I was like, oh, like, did you vote? He's like, nah, I didn't really know who to like vote for. I was like, I was like, go vote. I was like, come on. I was like, I was like, he was like, okay, I'll vote for you. This vote is for you. And I was like, I was like, okay, thank you, thank you. And he went to vote and he he um he came up like 30 minutes later but so he was like yeah there was like a little line mm-hmm. but it went by quickly because i think you know because it's getting late and stuff yeah so, I, don't know. I also feel like this year like um there's gonna be a lot more people voting oh, here in 2016 okay. um just like like for example like um all like new york city teachers my mom is a teacher they have the day off not the day off but they're gonna work remotely so my mom doesn't have to report to the school so that's encouraging, like, you know, teachers to vote. I know um, I used to work in Victoria's Secret and somebody um, that I used to work with posted that Victoria's Secret is giving their workers a day off on election day so they can vote. So, you know, I think it's nice, you know, companies are recognizing, you know, the importance of voting and giving people the day off so they can. Yeah, I really like that. The polls. I really like that a lot of famous people have been telling people to vote also because, you know, like, you know, use your audience for good use, you know, vote like it's needed, like this is our future. And um, I actually know someone who was trying to register to vote last Friday and she wasn't able to register to vote because the official website for you to vote for the uh, the government website and everything, it was saying that her um, information was invalid and she couldn't even change it and everything because it wasn't allowing her and how she needed to call the place and um like she was on the phone and stuff waiting to get it fixed but I don't know if it got fixed or not but still like that's another sign of voter suppression Mm -hmm. because like 
but listen, you may think, oh, no, it's just my Wi-Fi. No, shoddy, like, mm-hmm. where do you think your Wi-Fi coming from? The government. <laughs> mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. I just saw this thing, which adds on to my point of it being the government, that I have to figure it out for my cousin because she, she knows how to turn it off. But, like, how um, our f- cameras on our phones are um, are always watching us and always listening to us. And there's a feature in our settings for us to turn it off. So, like, yeah, even though our camera isn't on or we don't have any mm-hmm. of our apps open, the it's still listening to us. And that's how they gather their data. That's how they figure out what we watch for so long. And that's how they get their data on us and our human interactions and mm-hmm. with technology. So it's crazy. I, I believe in that. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen, like, a little a little TikTok of how to turn, but I... I didn't do it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. I heard her saying it the other day when I was doing homework. I was like, oh, nah, I got to ask her to do it for me because I don't, I be talking too much stuff about the government and everything and things I got to keep on the low. I'm like, I can't have them on me. Uh, you know how many people were telling me about from the last episode with Biden versus Trump? They're like, you know, if you talk about the assassination of Trump, a lot of people have been visited by the, the government. I'm like, let them come. I'm here. <laughs> uh, but then again, don't come. <laughs> like I'm not doing nothing. I'm just here in my room doing homework, trying to get by. That's all I'm trying to do. We just we just using our first our first um amendment, our first right. Freedom of speech. speech. Yeah, and I didn't say it was me. I was saying other people. <laughs> but yeah, I really think that we should do um a conspiracy theory episode, um for like next month. Maybe yes, definitely. Episode. Imagine that being our twentieth episode. No, no. It wouldn't be, would it? Oh, wait, we do finish the podcast next month. Next month. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. Okay. Well, yeah, guys. So that um, concludes this week's episode of Pog versus BIPOC. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you give us back your feedback. Share our podcast with other people. Listen. Um, reshare it on social media, our account. Get us to 100 followers. And, you know, maybe we'll be dropping a YouTube video or something soon and whatever. Yeah, you never know. Celebration. Yep. But thank you guys for tuning in. And, yeah, peace out. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.